Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, April 4, 2013. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page XXIII, the forward to the fourth edition, and we'll be starting there today. The reference number for yesterday, which was Wednesday, April 3rd, is 4208. That's 4208. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members we are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, to recover from compulsive overeating, and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I would now like to ask Irini to please read the 12 steps for us. Thank you, Janice. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will in our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I thank you and I pass. Thank you, Edini. I'd now like to ask Margaret H. to please read the 12 traditions for us. Thank you, Janice. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Margaret H., compulsive overeater in Illinois. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, 
Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Marcus. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book, and we are on page XXIII, the forward to the fourth edition. And um, I'm going to ask Kathy Kay to please get us started. Thank you, Janice. This is Kathy, um, compulsive overeater. Forward to the fourth edition. This fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous came off press in November 2001 at the start of a new millennium. Since the third edition was published in 1976, worldwide membership of AA had just about doubled to an estimated 2 million or more, with more than 100,000 800 groups meeting in approximately 150 countries around the world. Wow, that's just amazing that in 25 years the number of people uh, grew double and the number of groups um, went from 28,000 to uh, 100,800 groups number of countries had also expanded um, uh, by quite a bit. I don't remember the number. Um, And it's just a continuation of the same, um, the continuing growth of this community. Uh, It always amazes. I would love to know what the numbers are today, thinking that perhaps with the addition of technology and phone bridges, um, we would have even greater numbers. Um, So it's just very exciting to me. I, I will say that when I was first reading this book a number of years ago, I, um, had someone come into my house to do some work in our kitchen and he saw my copy of the big book and said to me, are you a friend of Bill W.'s? And that was the first time I had ever experienced something like that. And it was just amazing. It was just amazing to um, feel a connection to someone uh, only because of the 12-step community. And I pass. Thank you, Kathy. Would anyone like to comment on this first paragraph? This is Katie from Boston. Go ahead, Katie. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Katie Compulsive Over Ear from Boston, Massachusetts. And um, I loved hearing the astonishing numbers. And I, too, would love to know kind of what those numbers are for um, Overeaters Anonymous. And the thing that it makes me think of is um, 
you know, when I was a young kid, you know, eating and eating and eating in isolation and feeling so alone and so afraid and not understanding what was wrong with me and why I couldn't stop eating and why I hated myself so much, um, you know, and why my life was the way I was and how, you know, I looked around me and it didn't seem like anybody else was doing the things I was doing. And then to go into a life where today uh, my life is filled with um, so many, thank you God, um, women, more women than men in recovery that I know, um, who are, you know, practicing this spiritual way of life, who are carrying a message of depth and weight that is like, amazing that's a solution right like that's a solution for for all that ailed me when I was that terribly sad and isolated and afraid little girl that terribly angry and isolated and afraid adult you know like that's that's who I've been thinking I'm all alone that this fellowship is growing and I too I had an experience where I was practicing yoga and um, I heard somebody say um, something about a meeting and all of a sudden I was like, oh, are you a friend of Bill W? And it was like this immediate connection, you know, this immediate connection to living in a solution today that works. And um, and I'm so grateful that I have a whole community who lives in this um, spiritually centered way of life. You know, I, I, I go out into my world every day and I know that my primary purpose is to stay sober and abstinent to help other women, but I'm surrounded by people who put material things first and that's okay that's just the way they can live their life today but I must stay centered on people who put their relationship with God first who are you know committed to abstinence or committed to their relationship with God who you know they can't get away with just being a little resentful holding a little bit of a resentment against someone is not a luxury that I have anymore you know and and that's, that's normal men can do that um, so I'm just so grateful, you know, to be a part of this fellowship, to be surrounded by all of you this morning on this on this meeting, um, and to not ever have to be alone again, to have a relationship with God, to have a relationship with others who can help me live in the truth today. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Well, this is Janice, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. You know, I remember, I remember the buzz that I started to hear when they started talking about that there would be a new edition of the big book, that there would be a fourth edition to the big book. Because it took a while before the book actually came out, and I'd heard that there was going to be a new edition. But the thing that was so reassuring to me was to know that that big book that was going to come out in the fourth edition was going to have that same first 164 pages that we're looking at now, that we're studying now, that the solution was the same and had been the same since this book was was published in the 1930s. What a wonderful and reassuring thing that was. You know, here we have this edition of this book that went worldwide and it kept growing and growing and growing as more people identified themselves and were able to find the way out, just like I was able to use this book and find the way out. You know, isn't it an amazing thing? Isn't it an amazing thing when you look at these numbers? You know, November of 2001, the start of a new millennium. And that worldwide membership had doubled, had doubled in 25 years. And it keeps growing, and it keeps growing, and it keeps growing. You know, how lucky and blessed we are to have this volume when there used to be no way out, no identification of the problem, no way to know that I had an allergy of the body coupled with an obsession of the mind and that I need not be desperate and helpless and hopeless. That this book would hold all I needed and that every time they came out with another edition, they did things to help me, to help me, this compulsive overeater. But they helped me by keeping those first 164 pages 
so that I could keep on identifying in. It's really remarkable to me when I think about it. And with that, I'll pass. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph before we move on? Well, we'll move on then to Esther. If you would read the next paragraph, please, Esther. Good morning. My name is Esther. I'm a compulsive overeater in Canada. Literature has played a major role in AA's growth, and a striking phenomenon of the past quarter century has been the explosion of translations of our basic literature into many languages and dialects. In country after country, where the AA seed was planted, it has taken root, slowly at first, then growing by leaps and bounds, when literature has become available. Currently, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages. So this paragraph seems to tell us that the growth in AA, you know, where the membership has doubled, but the groups have, I don't know, um, grown three t- threefold. Is it this um, explosion is attributed to the fact that the literature is now available to so many more people and to so many and in so many languages? And this really is um, a fulfillment of the purpose of of writing the book in the forward to the second uh, in the forward to the first edition. We learned that um, the purpose of writing the book was to show other alcoholics precisely how the first hundred recovered. And because they were just a limited group of, you know, people, the original 100, and weren't able to reach everybody on a one-to-one basis, so the big book was written to uh, to be able to be sent to people who were far away, etc. And, and here, this um, this paragraph that you know I just read now seems to um, confirm that 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 where there aren't groups or there aren't people who speak our language, it's, at least the literature is, is in a language that uh, is it, able to be translated, then, you know, the, the, you know, the, the literature being in a, in a language can be, you know, read by people. The, the, you know, the, the seed is planted, it takes root, and then a group can form from that. And, and, and slowly we see that uh, the membership of, of AA and OA is uh, is starting to include people from all over the world and of all cultures and races, etc. And I have seen this happen in my own uh, years in recovery, where you know one person who 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 understood English but also spoke a different language had taken the message um, that they were learning in these rooms and passed along in their language, and now you know the program of recovery has begun to expand in you know in their country and in their language where people have not only translated the big book um into other languages but i've uh, heard a situation where people have sat at this very meeting that we're on today and um sat and transcribed it into another language in order to take you know the the messages that we're talk- speaking about here and the lessons that we're learning here and the explanations of the big book that you know that we're that we have the benefit of every day. They've sat and transcribed them in order to pass it along to, you know, those who, who don't have the benefit of understanding English. So, you know, that's that's the, just like it's been shared, you know, previously, this is the amazing thing where anywhere you go in any country one could travel, there'll always be um, you know, a group there, uh, you know, uh, an OA group, an AA group, that uh, that this, it's the very same message that's being carried all, all over. It's different languages, different cultures, different races, different religion. Same message. It worked then for the first 100 uh, recovered alcoholics. It works today for, for those of us also in recovery. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Esther. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Uh, Bella? Yes, who's that? Go this ahead. Is Go Hi, ahead, Della. I'm, Hi, I'm Della from Brooklyn, um, recovering compulsive overeater. It was dawning on me as I was listening to what um, Esther was reading that these people who started and wrote the book had no idea what kind of um, unbelievable help they gave to the rest of the world because it's not just AA and OA, but from these groups 
Narcotics Anonymous came out, Gamblers Anonymous, and a lot of other, you know, groups that I'm not even aware of that are dealing with the 12 steps came out and they're helping billions of people. It's it's just I wherever they are, I'm sure they must realize what a help they gave to the world and it's just this is like as if they were prophets coming to help for all future generations. It's it's just amazing what they did. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Della. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Kim. Go ahead, Kim. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Then growing by leaps and bounds when literature has become available. So once again, they're showing the the power of these clear-cut directions. You know, it's not saying that some charismatic AA leaders went around and shared this message. Yes, that happened. They planted the seed. But it's these clear-cut directions that brings about the change that is necessary to become recovered. You know, there are two AAs. There's the Fellowship of AA, and there's the Program of Recovery AA. And in a perfect world, the fellowship will support us. But it is the program of recovery, these book, this book, these directions, which will change us. Because we have this spiritual malady. We need, we need to find a higher power in order to recover. And I know, for I mentioned before, that in 1990, in OA, we had 150-something thousand members. And in 2010 we had a census that we only had 50,000 members. Now, in 1990, when a lot of our literature came out, and I think we got distracted, we got distracted, and the further we pulled away from the clear-cut directions of the big book, the further we got away from recovery. Because prior to 1990, the only option OA had was to use the big book and the AA 12 and 12. And now we have a lot of options, and we get so distracted. You know, and AA has that same problem. You know, that they get so distracted. As beautiful as our OA literature is, as beautiful as AA literature is, the further we get away from the instructions, the further our recovery goes down. And I think to myself, I often hear, well, I need to be gentle with myself. I even did a book called The Gentle Path of the 12 Steps. Very interesting. No change. Very interesting. But gentle is not a word that's used in the big book. Let me just tell you some of the words that's used in the big book. Vigorous, abandon, launch, at any length, rigorous, must believe, constantly, continually, destroys, fatal, grave, people dominate us, we let God discipline us. Those are not gentle words. We need to submit ourselves to this program because they're saying here again, when we grew by leaps and bounds, when literature became available, because that way people were able to walk through these pages and have that spiritual experience sufficient to bring about recovery. And spoiler alert, it's not gentle. It is not easy. It's not convenient. But it will bring about that change sufficient about sufficient to bring about recovery so that you can live in this world happy, joyous, and free. And with that I pass. Thank you, Kim. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Paula. May I share? Go ahead, Paula. Thank you, Janice. Thank you for your service and this would be Paula, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Now, as I read this chapter, and, and we, we not this chapter, this paragraph, and we see the word striking phenomenon, I think they're really strong words, has been the explosion of translation into our basic literature, into many languages and dialects. Why? The need was great, as great as it is today. That's why it was done. But then go beyond that. Because these alcoholics, they cared. If there's 10 people in that country, you send it there. We'll translate it. We'll get it out. 
But once it's out, there it's up to, as Kim was saying, there we need to make a decision to read it, to live by it, to follow the directions. Yeah. Oh, look at that. It says a seed where the AA seed was planted. Honey, even planting a seed takes effort. Seed don't just jump into the ground. You plant the seed. You take care of it. It has taken root slowly at first. Okay. Okay. I'd love to say my recovery just sped off like a speeding bullet. But then I learned honesty in this program. Slowly it did. But that part there, slowly at first, then growing by leaps and bounds, when literature has become available. Okay, now you got it. You got the big book in hand. Now what are you going to do with it? Currently, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages, 43 countries, 43 different dialects, 43. Think of that. How many people it's going to touch? I have no idea the depth of the touch and how it, if, will transform lives. But with that hope, we place it in others' hands. Thank you for allowing me to share. With that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph before we move on? Good morning, it's Leah. Good morning, Ms. Leah. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Janice. Good morning, everybody. My name is Leah. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. It says literature has played a major role in AA's growth and a striking phenomenon of the past quarter century has been the explosion of translations of our basic literature into many languages and dialects. Indeed, you know, there are no borders to this program of recovery. Um, These same pages that were penned in 1939 that we study every day on this line and have been uh, translated into other languages still have the same goal and focus and aim, and that is to show other alcoholics precisely how they recovered. That's the main purpose of this book, to show other alcoholics precisely how the obsession to drink in the alcoholics case was expelled, was removed, it was driven out. That is the main purpose of this book. And that's the great news because there's no borders. Because since God resides within each of us equally, we all presumably have the same spiritual potential the same potential to live a life that's happy, joyous, and free. So it doesn't matter where we reside. You know, the fact that, um, what, AA is located in more than 180 countries today, it says it's been uh, translated, you know, into many languages and dialects. I mean, it's in Arabic, it's in Hindi, it's in uh, Persian, Swahili, Vietnamese. I mean, it's, it's uh, again, no borders. There's no borders here. The 12-step method has been adapted so widely by fellowships of people recovering uh, in every facet of the globe, in every corner and nook and cranny of, of this world, and from various addictions, from various compulsive behaviors, from various, uh, you know, problems. But the solution is always the same. The solution is always the same because you can't recover from any of those diseases or any of those addictions simply by going to meetings. What they depend on, the recovery depends on, is a higher power. And the real power of recovery lies within these directions, within these steps that lead us out of our own personal bondage and into a freedom that's available to all of us all-inclusive, never-exclusive. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? All right, then we'll move on to the next paragraph. And Penny C., would you... Oh, for Katie, um, would you please read that for us? I'm sorry, was there someone who wanted to share? Yes, good morning. This is Lisa from South Jersey. Oh, go ahead, Lisa. Yes, good morning, Vision for You. This is Lisa. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And I'm listening to all this beautiful sharing. And uh, what occurs to me is 
you know, the the main problem with us is uh, our our mind and the spiritual sickness that we all share. And when I think of how uh, completely self-centered and self-seeking I was in every area of my life before embarking upon these steps, and that, okay, this is how we all are. And I'm listening to people who actually took the time and the care to translate this in all these different languages. This is such uh, an indication of the psychic change that occurs when one goes through this process, that it's no longer about me, 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 that I want to be helpful. That's what this program teaches us. How can we help? How can we carry the message? And what a beautiful, beautiful job these folks did. And that's all I wanted to share. Thank you for allowing me to. I pass. Thank you, Lisa. Anyone else want to comment on this paragraph? (laughs) All right, then. We'll move on to the next paragraph. And Penny C., would you please read that for us? Yes. Good morning. Morning, vision for you. Good morning, Janice. This is Penny C., and I'm a a recovered compulsive overeater from the South Shore in Boston. As the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, it has also touched the lives of vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. When the phrase, we are people who normally would not mix, was written in 1939, it referred to a fellowship composed largely of men and a few women with quite, diff- quite similar social, ethnic, and economic backgrounds. Like so much of AA's basic text, those words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could ever have imagined. The stories added to this edition represent a membership whose characteristics of age, gender, race, and culture have widened and deepened to encompass virtually everyone the first 100 members could have hoped to reach. When I read this paragraph earlier, I was was reminded of, you know, Dr. Bob and the fact that when uh, he, being a founding father, when he died in 1951, it was just shortly afterwards that more statistics were compiled. And at that point, there were only 6,000 groups. And, and, and here we're finding that there's 100,800 groups in in existence today and that's just at AA that's not all the other 12 step programs that use the 12 steps so there was there was almost no way that the first 100 could ever ever foreseen what would come of and how much recovery would there would be with people using the basic text and the basic 12 steps it's just just phenomenal, and uh, and I and I fortunate to be one of those, you know, people in the 150 countries around the world. Uh, I believe at the time that Dr. Bob died, there were 150,000 members, and um, you know we we can't even count them as has been said now. We can't count how many members. Because of all these online and telephone meetings, it would be it would be almost impossible. For sure, the early founding fathers could never have envisioned online and telephone meetings. It would it would just been impossible because it it you know online didn't really exist very much um, if there was any at all in 1939. And, and I I don't believe the telephone meetings have been in existence for even 10 years now. So um, I just I just feel one, like one of the fortunate ones that God has me living in this day and time when even on a storm day, even on a, a day when I can't get out, I can dial in to not only, not only a vision for you, which I do on a daily basis, but many, many more meetings that can help me 
continue my recovery and get closer to my higher power. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Penny. Would anyone like to comment on this paragraph? Well, this is Janice, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. As the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, it has also touched the lives of a vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. You know, that that word variety, you know, aren't there a whole lot of us who have very dissimilar backgrounds, who in the real world, outside of the rooms here, we might not ever have an opportunity to meet each other, to run across each other, to travel in the same social circles. You know, and they're reminding me here that that's what happened with those first recovering alcoholics. The people that they knew, the people that they ran into, the people that were in their realm, in their world, in their sphere, were of course the people they could carry the message to first. Because before the literature, you know, those circles were smaller. You know, and and as people went out, salesmen and people who traveled for business and people who went to other, visited other states and other cities and, you know, those groups could grow. But then the big book became available. Then the book Alcoholics Anonymous became available. And as we've read in some of the other forewords, you know, people flocked to the libraries. They flocked to the bookstores. And they were able to get this, get a hold of this book. And so it reached ever a wider circle of people and a wider variety of people. And now there are so many people in so many different walks of life. You know, I had the honor and privilege of meeting one of the women who was one of the first women to get sober in the state of Minnesota before she died. I was able to meet her. And she stayed sober. And she was quite elderly when I knew her. And I was amazed at the stories she had to tell. Because she found her way into Alcoholics Anonymous when there were not very many women, when she was one of the first. And yet she wanted this thing just as badly, needed it just as badly. And they opened that circle and welcomed her in. You know, and I like to think each person, each variety of person that came in, their circle included even more people. And so it began to ripple out and ripple out and ripple out as more people, that variety of people, were able to touch even more still-suffering alcoholics. And because of the book, you know, that, that it happened exponentially then. So the literature, as it was composed, stayed the same, even though the people were a different variety, all walks of life, all income levels all jobs, all education levels, going to all kinds of different churches, being involved in all kinds of different places in the world, and yet we share a common problem. And because we shared a common problem, we mixed up pretty well when we came together for the common solution. You know, that's that's the unity that binds us, is that we share that common problem and so we share that common solution. And like so much of AA's basic text, it says, those words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could ever have imagined. That those similar social, ethic, ethnic, and economic backgrounds would get blown apart as the big book kept going out wider and wider and wider. And those who had recovered could touch another suffering person like no one else could. Like no one else could. And with that, I'll pass. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Hi, this is Sheila Manshear. Go ahead, Sheila. Hi, um, this is Sheila Compulsive Overeater. I just wanted to touch bases and um, thank you so much for your share just now. You hit the nail on the head. Um, What I wanted to talk about basically was about um, how so many of us would not normally mix. Since coming into the rooms and going to various meetings, met 
like you said, people from all walks of life, our obsession of the mind knows no boundaries. It picks no economical or racial, political, religious. It picks none. The disease just happens where it happens. And the gift that we've gotten from this program is that when we walk into those rooms, we can put all those feelings aside. We may not have the same faith, the same neighborhood, the same skin color, the same education, but when we walk into those rooms, the one thing we want is recovery. And for that, I'm forever grateful. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sheila. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Paula. Go ahead, Paula. Thank you. Well, I'm going to come alongside uh, Janice here. As the message of recovery, and there it was, the message was clear, and it was of recovery, has reached larger numbers of people. It has also touched the lives of a vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. Oh, but how that touch transformed lives. The acceptance, and there it goes on, no matter who you are, what you are, where you are, come alongside, come alongside. We've been where you were. And the hope that they can come and be where you are and that be the state of being recovered and in recovery. Then I want to just to go down. I'm going to scoot right down. Like so much of AA's basic text, these words have proved to be far more visionary. And let me tell you, these guys had vision. But even they, even they couldn't imagine far more visionary than the founding fathers could ever have imagined. And, you know, I keep on on Bill's story, you know, on page 14, he says, while I lay in the hospital, the thought came that there were thousands of hopeless alcoholics who might be glad to have what we had been so freely given me. Perhaps I could help some of them. They, in turn, might work with others. Wow, I don't even think Bill with that wonderful imagination that he had. But you see, it was an imagination. These were the facts that were placed by God himself into his life. And they did come about. They did come about. And, you know, we see in the back of the book, as as has been shared uh, on the Lasker Award, it says there... The American Public Health Association presents Alaska a Group Award for, not, for 1951 to Alcoholics Anonymous in recognition. What does recognition mean? To accept as fact. There's no imagination here. There's no stories here. These are the facts of its unique and highly successful approach to that age old. How old was this problem? Public health and social problem. Alcoholism. You may read the rest of that. It's worth the reading. Thank you for allowing me to share that. I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Was there someone else who wanted to share? Press star one to unmute. All right, we'll move on to the next paragraph then. And Katie, if you would read that for us. Good morning, I'm Katie, a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs and practices within the fellowship. Taking advantage of technological advances, for example, AA members with computers can participate in meetings online, sharing with fellow alcoholics across the country or around the world. Fundamentally, though, The difference between an electronic meeting and the home group around the corner is only one of format. In any meeting, anywhere, AAs share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. Modem to modem or face-to-face, AAs speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. Um, And I just love that, um, well, this is a great paragraph because it basically uh, summarizes what we say on these lines every day that um, we have a message to carry and it's not you know meant to be a place where you can wallow in your misery and go back out and eat um, I tried that for many years and I did not get better I did not get better um, by 
talking about my pro- my problems, I had to take action. And the action is putting down the food and picking up um, this spiritual program uh, to address the obsession of of my mind and to stay away from my um, the uh, foods that cause the allergy to kick in for me. Uh, in any meeting, anywhere, AA share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. So we do this in order to stay in recovery ourselves so that tomorrow I can get up and get back on this line and say, I made it through another day and here's how. Um, Modem to modem, face to face, AA speaks the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. We don't change this message to suit ourselves. I spent years uh, with excuses why um, I couldn't do what everyone else did, why my, my situation was a little bit different. And, you know, today it doesn't matter what my situation is. I can use these steps um, to uh, bring about change in my life. And, you know, the fundamental fact is that we are all um, suffering from a malady that is bigger than we are. And we don't need a power greater than ourselves in order to bring about recovery. Um, that hasn't changed. The first 164 pages of this book have left, have remained the same. The doctor's opinion, you know, all of it is the same. We are not reinventing the wheel here. And, you know, it really saddens me when I hear that, um, you know, about all the different literature that has um, Serve to water down the program, but you know I can't live in negativity. That um, that's not healthy for me. That's not healthy for my program. So I get up every day and I get on this line to carry a message that there is recovery through this process that's outlined in this book. With that, I'll pass. Thank you for that, Katie. And now, would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Press star one to unmute. This is Lois. Um, may I share? Go yeah. ahead, Lois. Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Lois, recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. And I was just looking at that first sentence where it says, where our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message. You know, And I am so grateful that we, and I know that we do, you know, we, we try to insist at each meeting that only AA uh, literature be, be be shared, that I am so grateful that, that, that I see this in print as well, to, uh, to preserve the integrity of this message, the big book message, Alcoholics Anonymous. Because, you know, over the years there's been so many, and I was, you know, I was one. I was always looking for a quick fix. So, you know, I would, I would uh, jump on every article that said, you know, how to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. You know, these are the foods that are going to, to, to make you beautiful and young and thin. And, and for years and years, you know, I was, I was prey to that as well. And um, I thank God that I heard this message of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and, and has, you know, have studied the big book and know that this is where the truth is for compulsive overeaters and alcoholics as well. And, uh, and that we, you know, we study this every day and we pay attention to the integrity of each sentence and paragraph. And I am very, very grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I'm able to, you know, be recovered and to pass that message along to each person that I know as well. Thank you. I just wanted to mention that, the integrity of our literature, how very, very important that is. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Lois. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Well, this is Janice again. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. You know, I look at this paragraph and I think to myself, how things change and how things stay the same. How things change and how things stay the same. You know, I the, the fact that we have such wonderful electronic and digital capabilities means nothing 
means nothing against the fundamentals of the program not changing. You know, things change all the time, all around us. Methods improve. Isn't that wonderful? Communication improves. Isn't that wonderful? But thank God the fundamentals stay the same. Fundamentally, though, the difference between an electronic meeting and the home group around the corner is only one of format. We use the same literature. We use the same 12 steps. The solution, the way out, has not changed. How we're able to carry that message, thank you, God, is amazing to me. You know, I'm kind of a dinosaur. I'm kind of, I, I kind of, I like the big book in my hands. I like my home group around the corner. But I'm ever so grateful for the ways in which this meeting works to carry the message. I'm ever so grateful to know that people all over the world, if they want to dial in, if they want to Skype, if they want to do a way to carry this message, it's available. It's available. But what happens is the same thing in any meeting, it says. In any meeting, anywhere, AA share experience, strength, and hope with each other. And why do we do that? It tells us clearly in order to stay sober and to help other alcoholics. So what do we do here on the line? I tell you, I, you know, I don't get up at 5.30 in the morning I do it because I want to do it. It's a pleasure. It's a duty. It's a responsibility. I'm reading Dr. Bob's story right now, and and I'm just struck by the love of carrying the message, the love of carrying the message, because it helps me to stay sober, helps me to stay abstinent, helps me to stay well-connected in this design for living that works under all conditions. And then to help other alcoholics, to help other compulsive overeaters by just sharing my own experience, strength, and hope so that if you have an opportunity to identify in, if you're like me, and I don't know if you are, but if you're like me, if you've suffered, if you've tried to quit hundreds of times and were unable, then perhaps this is a solution for you as well. And I'm so grateful to everybody on this line who dials in who gets on the line, who shares their experience, strength, and hope because we speak the language of the heart here. And it's powerful. It's a powerful language that brings us out of the darkness. And with that, I'll pass. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Naomi. Could I share, please? Go ahead, Naomi. Thank you. You know, when I stop and think and I reflect back on my life, um, these last two years and what it was at one time. I mean, here I sat in a room that at one point that was so dark, so full of despair, so full of self-hatred, and I was just just wallowing in self-pity. And because of these, because of modern technology, my life is just so much brighter and so much alive. And and all this and and the letter, the sentence that jumps out to me and has for all this time since I've been in OA. We are people who normally would not mix. I mean, I stop and think, like on the phone meetings, hearing people calling from Israel or New Zealand or Germany or Canada, and and I'm thinking to myself, there's a woman out there sitting in a room that's very full of despair and self-hatred because of the, uh, the obesity and because of the indulgence of food and not being able to put it down. And here there is a solution. There is a solution in this book. And when I first started, yes, I, I it was OA literature and it was OA this and OA that. But I've grown. Thankfully, my body has shrunk somewhat. But I've grown emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. And I just, I just feel as someone new to this line, I feel so blessed. And I feel I have a life now. And all because of this one fall-down drunk who decided that he had to recover. And in recovering, he had to help others that were falling down just as, as poorly health as he was. And I'm so grateful for that. And I understand there's hundreds, hundreds of 12-step meetings of people in recovery of different addictions. And we're talking a lot of statistics today. 
I'm thinking also on the lines in these countries. Look at the political changes. Look at the political differences that people share. But when it comes to an illness as a disease like we suffer, there's only one. And we're all the same. And I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful for this meeting, for everyone on the line. And I'm the student, and you are the teacher. And I am just so thankful and so grateful. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Naomi. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Go ahead, Leah. Thank you so much. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs and practices within the fellowship. Um, You know, the literature uh, preserves the way out, you know, and and of course, um, our respect for that uh is is obvious in the fact that these first 164 pages haven't been changed you know no one's been able to improve on this solution no one's been able to provide another cons- consistently um successful manner of being rescued from the quicksand and uh you know, that is known worldwide. I mean, so much so that the Library of Congress recently announced that Alcoholics Anonymous, this book that we study every morning, has been named on its list of 88 books that have shaped America, that have influenced the nation, you know, around the globe. It says, in any meeting, anywhere, AA share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. And that reminds me of something that we read in the format every morning, which is related to Tradition 5, which is that each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the alcoholic, or in our case, to the compulsive overeater, who still suffers, to carry its message. What message? The message that comes from this literature. The message that was penned on these pages. The message of these 12 steps. The message that, yes, indeed, it's possible to be able to effectuate such dramatic change in personality, in character, and in values through the implementation of these steps. That's the message. That was the experience that these recovered men and women shared in 1939. The message was about the raising of the dead. They were enslaved by alcoholism. How could they rise up out of a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body? They did that through this spiritual journey. It wasn't a common experience, but it was their common experience. And it's available to each of us on this line if we engage in this very same process. And the only way that this message can be carried is through the big book, through meetings, whether it's face-to-face or online or on the phone like we are this morning or through sponsorship one-on-one. There's no other way a compulsive overeater is going to receive this message. And that's what recovered people have today. That's what we offer today when we talk to newcomers, when we speak on this line, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's 200 people on the line, we're living proof that some power greater than human power has been working in our lives. It says modem to modem or face-to-face, AAs speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. The power is in its simplicity. These 12 steps are simple. (laughs) They are simple, and they are a common solution, and that's the solution that we must be unified on because that is what has worked for so many and will work for so many if we stand on this common solution. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Well, we'll close the meeting there today. Thank you for everyone who has shared. Thank you for everyone who uh, read and shared Irini and Margaret H and Kathy K and Esther and Penny C and Katie. Thank you all so much for helping me this morning and for everyone who shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer. And Kathy K, would you be available to read that? 
thank you, Janice. Um, <clears throat> our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great things will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.